following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rosé. Many bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets. And they're really cute, too. My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rosé. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine & More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers! Welcome to the Forbes Sports Money Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ozanian. On this show, we talk about the business of sports. My guest today is Alexa Stabler, an agent who has six players in this year's NFL draft. Alexa, thanks so much for coming on Sports Money. Thank you for having me. So how excited are you about this year's draft? I'm more excited for this year's draft than any previous draft. Counting down the days, we are two weeks out from today. How does an agent prepare for the draft? So it really starts with recruiting clients. If you don't have clients, the draft doesn't mean much. So starting back in October, which was when I became licensed, I started recruiting clients, was able to sign six wonderful guys and then the preparation really started there as soon as they finished their season whether that was their bowl game or last regular season game they took a few days off and then really started training for the combine uh, or their pro day so that they have a good draft grade and press scouts and press position coaches and gms and now we're here waiting it out these last couple of weeks staying in contact with teams sending them video just trying to keep my guys in the forefront of their mind. How did you come about these six particular players, Alexa? I grew up here in Alabama. I went to the University of Alabama, and I now live in Mobile. And as it's no surprise to anyone, Alabama is really ground zero for developing football talent. But there was no agency operating here in Alabama um, in, on a scale or in a manner that I think is possible. And so I uh, wanted to stay here and I thought I need to recruit guys that are either from the state of Alabama or playing in the state of Alabama so that they have an option to be represented by someone who knows what it's like uh, to grow up here, to go to school here, and to come back here um, and start a career and start a family here. And so I created my shortlist, if you will, of guys that were local in the sense that they were in within this state and started reaching out to parents and coaches and universities and seeing if I could set up meetings and get in front of these guys and, and talk with them and form a relationship with them. And taking a moment to thank our sponsors, Varadesk, Rocket Mortgage, and ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. You'll hear more about these companies later in the show. Can you give me a little rundown, please? Uh, let our audience know who these six players are and uh, anything you think is interesting or could be deemed as very advantageous for the draft. Uh, absolutely. So I represent J.K. Scott, who is a two-time national champion, two-time Ray Guy Award finalist. He was a punter at the University of Alabama. Um, I think he's the top specialist in the country and in this draft. Um, I also represent 
two players from Troy University, Brandon Silvers, who is a quarterback. Um, he's very special in the sense that we went to the same high school. He's a number 12 quarterback, just like my dad was. Um, I think he has great arm strength. He has a quick release. He's very smart. Um, he, he played in the senior bowl, and I think he has a lot of potential. I also have Jordan Chun, his teammate, who is a running back. He played in the East-West Shrine game. He's a big, strong, powerful running back. Um, very much a playmaker, and he's attracted a lot of positive attention from teams. I also have two players from Jacksonville State. Justin Lee is an offensive lineman. He's also brilliant, a really sharp guy. He's one of the most decorated athletes in JSU's uh, football history. Um, I think he will be able to make a meaningful contribution wherever he lands. He's definitely the kind of guy you want on your team in terms of smart, reliable, responsible, hardworking, um, all those traits that will serve you well no matter what industry you're in. And then I represent his teammate, Rock Thomas. Um, he, he started his collegiate career at Auburn, transferred to JSU. He's crazy fast, really talented. He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school um, and had a really strong combine performance. Um, and then I had Nate Andrews, who was a safety at Florida State, also a national champion. And he's my only uh, defensive player this year, but uh, he's also very much a playmaker. If you just look up his highlights, you'll see what I'm talking about. What are some of the things that these players expect from you? Or, or let's say in the in the interview process or discussion process, some of the things that they expressed that they want from you that, you know, maybe people like me or those listening to the show may not automatically think of when we're trying to figure out, you know, what makes for a good partnership between a player and an agent. Each client has different wants and needs and, and goals, but I think they all want someone that is going to look out for their best interests and advocate for them fiercely and aggressively and truly have their back in every sense. Um, my clients come from a lot of different backgrounds, family situations. They play different positions on the field, different uh, academic settings and majors and interests, uh, but they're all very hardworking, and I really value the relationships I have with them. Um, I, I, their words really cheapen um, how much they mean to me because there are words for, for these relationships that I have with them, and I want nothing more to see them happy and successful. When you look at the draft, obviously a player is picked when he's picked. So what types of things can you do to align their interests uh, with what's going to be hopefully a start of a good NFL career? Because you don't really know who or when they're going to be picked necessarily. You know, So uh, what type of steps do you take and things do you do uh, as the draft gets closer and you're talking to different teams to be able to do the things that are in the best interest of your clients? Sure. So the last few days, I've been sending out film um, highlights to teams, videos of their pro day workouts, just keeping them in people's minds so that they know, hey, this guy could be a good fit. I don't want anyone slipping through the cracks, so to speak. 
just like any business, maintaining, forming and cultivating and maintaining relationships with scouts and position coaches and general managers, um, and then checking in with my clients and, you know, hey, do you, are there scouts that you felt like you connected well with? Why don't you send them a text and just say, hey, checking in, really excited about the possibility of contributing to your organization. Um, once the, the combine and the pro day process is over, the on-the-field the on stuff and the, the measurable drills, it's really just staying in, in communication and making sure the teams have the information that they need to, to evaluate the player. Is there a lot of dirty stuff that goes on with the draft? By that, I mean, you know, I, I've heard over time that if another agent has a player that may be competing with one of your players uh, in the sense that they have similar, you know, the same position and they're likely more or less projected to be picked along the same uh, spot in the draft, that they sometimes go behind the scenes and undermine one of your players. Uh, is, is there a lot of behind the scenes stuff like that that happens in the draft? This is my first draft, but um, I'm happy to say that I haven't experienced any of that, or at least I'm not aware of it. If it has happened to one of my clients, that would be news to me. I certainly don't do that to other people's clients. I know the industry doesn't have the best reputation, um, so perhaps there has been some of that, but I'm happy to report that's not the case here. You know, I think it's really cool you have very different positions among your clients. Do you have to have a different approach for players in different positions? I think so. I think, you know, the teams expect different things from different positions. For a quarterback, leadership is really important, intelligence. For a running back, you know, you want someone that is resilient and, and tough because it's such a, a punishing position. But ultimately, these teams want contributors and guys they can count on and rely on and that are going to make plays happen and that are going to be a valuable addition to their organization. Um, so maybe there are nuances depending on um, the on the field position, but ultimately I think there are a lot of talented athletes in the draft in terms of uh, production and numbers and speed and ability. Um, but I think if you look at athletes that have succeeded long-term and Hall of Fame-type players, what distinguishes them are those intangible characteristics that make for a successful person regardless of profession. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive. So you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com Forbes. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. 
One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And there's Varidesk. This year, the office cubicle turns 50 years old. It hails from an age when work was done on typewriters and smoking at your desk was the norm. Today, employees are expecting more from their workspace. They want flexible and active spaces where they can collaborate and feel energized. Varidesk Active Workspace Solutions make it easy to encourage more movement to any workday. Being more active at work, like standing more and sitting less, can help improve your health, boost energy, and increase productivity. Varidesk has a variety of desk solutions that replace traditional office setups, require little to no assembly, and are ready to use in minutes. Plus, Varidesk products are made from commercial-grade materials meant to last a lifetime. They're easy to move or reconfigure as businesses change and grow. You can try Varidesk risk-free for 30 days with free shipping and free returns if you're not satisfied. See it for yourself at Varidesk.com. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com. The families of these players, do you need to spend a considerable time with them? You know, both in the sense of the processes of, of deciding do you want to represent these players and also getting a feel for what the needs of these players are. The families are tremendously important. Each player has a different family situation. Some of the families I I talk to more often than others, but these athletes didn't get where they are alone. And it's important to me to acknowledge the people that have supported them and will continue to support them. Um, Especially when you're playing in the NFL and you're playing at such a high level, um, there are going to be challenges, there are going to be disappointments, there are going to be injuries, and you need to have that network of support from your family and your close friends. And so spending time with the families, getting to know them, I, I try to let them know, look, I'm here for you too. Um, I realize he didn't do this alone. And so I'm very regularly texting moms. I'm on the phone with dads. I stay in touch with um, the girlfriends and the wives. Um, it's really just like football is a team sport, this is a team operation. Speaking of team operation, Alexa, how much or where have you gotten your help from? You know, you mentioned this is your first draft, and I imagine just like any job, when it's your first attempt at something, you know, you look for people for advice, you look for other people to that have been successful to, to sort of see what you can learn from them. Have there been certain people that you've leaned on or, or looked at as, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, I'm going to benchmark to figure out how to best prepare and, and best do in the draft. I'm very much of the mindset of, of put my blinders on and don't watch what other people are doing. Um, I set out to do this myself very purposefully. It didn't apply to work at an agency. That said, I certainly haven't done it alone. My husband has been tremendously supportive. Mark Davis from the Raiders has been very supportive. D. Smith at the NFLPA is wonderful. But in terms of other agents or competition, I don't pay much attention, I'll be honest with you. And, and maybe that's just me being naive because I am new to this. But I'm so focused on my guys that I don't really want that distraction. Would you ever say for a player that, you know, I'll make something up, you know, the quarterback we think that uh, such and such team may pick you in the third round, but I think a better fit for you would be with this other organization, but they may not pick you till two rounds later, you know, which of course there's a big money difference. 
Does that ever take part in these conversations or do you always just go for the highest round? Professional football is interesting and the draft is interesting because most of us have a say in where we work. But if you get drafted to a certain extent, you you, know, you don't really get to pick where you live or who you work for. Um, this year, in my case, I, I hope that all of my clients are drafted, but we are preparing in case they are not. So should they be drafted, then they go where they're drafted, and, and that will be wonderful. But if they go undrafted, they very likely will receive one or more free agent offers. And in that case, Yes, money is one consideration, but I think the more important consideration is looking at the roster, looking at the draft picks, and analyzing where are you most likely to make the 53-man roster because being drafted or signing a free agent deal is wonderful, but that's only the beginning. That 90-person roster is cut to ultimately cut to 53, so there's still a lot of work to be done. So money in the short term to me is not as important as somewhere where you're poised for long-term success. My understanding is that the agents also have to foot the bill as the players prepare for the draft. So in a case like this, I mean, your law firm, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's a relatively small firm. It's not one of these law firms with hundreds of partners. So is that something you have to save for over time, you know, uh, to, to get the money to be able to support these got these six players for a considerable amount of time as they get ready, ready for the draft? The business model for sports, at least for football sports agency right now, is that um, at a certain level, the players do expect for you to cover their training costs from the conclusion of their college season up until the combine or their pro day. Um, that is a, a significant investment. Um, for me, it is at least. And um, we are a small law firm, but um, we've been very lucky to experience uh, certain amount of success and still this was a big investment for me i put a lot of my savings into this and it's very much like betting um in the sense that it's a risk there's no guarantee that these guys will be playing in the nfl next year though i'm very optimistic and, and confident that they will be it's not a guarantee though um, injuries are of course very common just underperforming is common so, yeah, I, I laid it out there, so to speak, but I believe in them enough to, to take that risk. And, you know, you can't take money with you when you die. And I don't have children right now to support. So these these guys really are my kids. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for the Forbes Sports Money podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask why. Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? And why can't there be a client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com Forbes. Equal housing lender. 
licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Did you know there were over 1 million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Did someone say brunch? Leave the egg hunting to the kids. We'll have even more fine hunting for your brilliant brunch, Riesling. Ham's sweet and salty richness pairs perfectly with sweeter wines with bold fruit. How about a juicy Pinot Noir? Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine & More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers! Your dad was one of my idols. I'm 58 years old, so I remember those great games from the 70s and early 80s, the Raiders and briefly with the Oilers. I'm sorry that he passed at, at such a young age, but uh, he, he was definitely... I was, I was Kenny Stabler a lot when we used to throw the football around and, and play those uh, makeshift tackle games in, in the backyard. Did, did your father have anything to do with you getting into the sports agent business? My dad is 100% the reason I'm in this business. I grew up around football since day one. That said, my experience was after football. He had me uh, and my little sister after he retired. So growing up, we saw what he was still very involved in football in terms of broadcasting and just being around the sport. But our lives were how does football affect you when it's over physically, mentally, financially, emotionally. And when he passed away, I was very angry and frustrated. And I went through this period of restlessness, kind of just going through the motions and decided I need to do something. I need to channel these feelings. I need to do something positive. I was already an attorney and my dad had such a big impact on me. And I saw the impact that football had on him in his later years. And I said, I'm just going to take the test and see what happens. And so I did. And, and I have this wonderful group of athletes. And I see my dad and each of them in different parts of their personalities. They may play a different position or come from a different background or whatever. But I see little pieces of him and them. And that's really rewarding, knowing that that I'm helping people like him, and I think it's something that he would be proud of. Do you almost feel like with these players, you know, you were mentioning the ones you're representing, and my word is, my interpretation from what you said was, it's almost as though you've got to be protective of them in a way, you know, especially after they're drafted and they start having success. I imagine there are other people with outside interests who sort of start circling around them. Do you feel that you sort of need to be a bar, you know, like a gatekeeper for them? And, and, and so, you know, cause you were alluding to your dad a little bit. And, and, and of course there are many NFL players as well who uh, got the short end of the stick once their career was over. Do you take that into dealing with your players and, and how you help them deal with non-football interests? I am fiercely protective of them. I don't have kids, but I can imagine that this is how a mother would feel towards her children. The thought of anyone messing with them or doing wrong by them or not being forthright, I, I can't, it just makes my blood boil, to be honest with you, because I saw it happen to my dad and I saw people always wanting something and wanting a piece of him. And in my experience, athletes, um, and this is painting a broad brush, but are very big hearted, generous, and sometimes trusting people. And so seeing 
what happened to my dad and people who perhaps purported to have his best interests at heart but didn't. Um, and then going to law school, you become a little jaded and a little skeptical of people. And I, I'm a big firm believer in having as many sets of eyes on deals as possible. And so I certainly am protective of them. And it's very important to me that they're able to focus 100% on football so that they can perform. Because if they perform, then that's going to give them the resources to set themselves up um, for, for a fulfilling life later on. There's certain events that always loom large before the draft. You know, you mentioned the combine and there's the senior bowl and things like that. If you were to rank, and I'm sure this is too much of a generalization, but uh, so much has changed as I've been a football fan. I mean, I don't don't think they had a combine when I first started following the draft. What would you rank in terms of order of importance in terms of what the teams consider most important? I think the film from the season is the most important. That's what I've been told, and I, and I believe that. Um, I think your body of work is ultimately most representative of you as a player. Um, the combine is exciting and it's fun, but I don't know, just like testing into college or law school, I don't know that how fast you can run a 40 or how far or high you can jump is necessarily indicative of your skills um, as a football player. You know, others may disagree, but I think. When it comes down to it, if you want to see how someone's going to perform on the field, you should look at how they perform on the field, and that's what your your game tape is. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Of course, I'm saying this from someone who knows nothing about your business, but I just go back to, you know, some of the greatest players that I ever saw probably would have done terrible in combines. You know, either because they were partly damaged goods, maybe when they came out of college or got injured later on, but they were great football players. And I mean, I bet you in the middle of your father or when your father won the Super Bowl, I, I bet you, you know, given the injuries he had, he would not have ran the 40 yard dash very fast. Or, you know, there were other players, of course, you know, with Joe Namath here in New York, same thing, you know, just sticking with the quarterback position. Uh, but they were. Hall of Fame players, and I actually, I asked that question, I got my own blood boiling here, because the, the reliance on statistics now just drives me crazy, and I'm a guy who started out as a, as a stats guy, and you know now a guy hits a home run in baseball, and the first thing they post is the exit velocity, I mean, who cares, you know, it, it, it went out of the ballpark, you know, if a guy throws a touchdown pass, I really don't care how fast the ball went. I cared that he threw a touchdown pass. You know, it just it just drives me nuts. I want to know how good of a football player they are. You know, not how high they could jump. You know, this is your first draft. Where are you going to be April twenty fifth, the first day of the draft? Given that you have six clients here, that's something I have to figure out. I've started to touch base with them and ask them where are you going to be and who's with you. It's a very sensitive and emotional time and. Given the range of personalities that I work with, I anticipate some will have a big crowd with them and some it may just be the player and his girlfriend or the player and his mom and dad. I don't know. They are all very important to me. I very likely may just be in my office glued to the television tracking the picks. Um, That is TBD right now. (laughs) Have you taken a rough projection and penciled down what rounds – you know, these players may go? 
Yes, I mean, I, I keep up with the draft grades on the various websites. I hope they don't. I think that can get into your head. And mm. it really, you know, I appreciate the people who put together these guides and I find them very helpful. But I also, you know, you have to keep it in perspective that this is one person or, or a group of writers opinion. They're not the ones who are who are submitting the picks. But I'm very hopeful that some guys will go on day two. I know if, if none of them go on day three, then teams are really, really missing out on some talent. But um, day two, I will watch the entire draft, but I think on day two, I'll, my ears will really perk up. What's the pressure been like, Alexa, you know, as you get down to your first draft? I just want my clients to have an opportunity to continue pursuing their dreams. They have worked so hard. They sacrifice time and relationships and their bodies uh, to pursue this game that they love. And I want them to have a chance to continue playing it. Ultimately, this draft will be successful for me if, if that's how it turns up. I want them to be drafted as high as possible. I believe they more than deserve the money that will be coming their way and more. But for them, this is about making their dreams come true and maybe as cliche and corny as that sounds it's really what this boils down to um so if i can facilitate that and i can help make that happen then any kind of pressure is fine but honestly one of the things i think i inherited from my dad is this kind of you know let things roll off your back i have a thick skin pressure doesn't really bother me it's just i want them so badly to experience success because of how hard they've worked for it. If you could say there was one thing that you've been learning from this experience that perhaps you you didn't anticipate beforehand, what would you say that would be? I have been um, really pleasantly surprised at how I've been received by scouts and uh, team personnel and players and their families going into this I'm on the younger side of things I'm a woman that's pretty rare in this business and I'm going at this by myself so I didn't know if I would be able to to get meetings with some of these schools and some of these players and it's been wonderful I think that this generation these guys coming out of college that are you know 21 22 23 they don't really care that I'm a woman. They don't really care that I'm young. A lot of them ha- didn't know who my dad was. But I think that my my message and my why, my motivation reads well and resonates with them. I know we, we often have a lot of women who listen to this podcast and a lot of them, you know, want to get into the sports business and some of them probably want to be a, a sports agent if not in the NFL in another sport, what advice would you give to any of those listeners that you think could help them? To keep going, to reach out to people who either you admire or or at least interested in and just introduce yourself just like any other business. I think this is a business of relationships. You never know who's going to have a cousin that's going to be a star athlete or get a job with a team. So really, this is applicable to any business, but just being a good person, forming, valuing, and cultivating relationships. And someone emailed me a story, a news story today about uh, a seventh grade girl who has joined the football team at my dad's middle school in Foley, Alabama. That is the coolest thing I've seen in a long time, and that's really encouraging. And, And stories like that make me realize, like, 
what I'm doing is nothing compared to what she's doing. I mean, that talk about being brave. So I would say, you know, take inspiration from people like her and, and and I think resilience and persistence will go far. Well, I'm going to be watching the draft and Alexa, I, I wish you and your players all the best. Hopefully we'll be able to reconnect. Uh, sometime soon after the draft and you'd be able to share your experience of the draft and what happened uh, with your players with us. Uh, so best of luck to you on April 25th, Alexa. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Forbes Sports Money Podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Forbes Sports Money. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with a comment or question, please email us at sportsmoney at podcastone.com. That's O-N-E dot com. Hi, everybody. This is Susie Orman, and soon we'll be launching my new podcast, Women in Money. Don't you miss it. On the show, besides having a lot of fun, we're going to answer financial questions from listeners and maybe just maybe we'll even put you on so we can have a chat. Wouldn't you just love to talk to me? So be sure to check out Women in Money on Apple Podcasts, podcastone.com, and the new Podcast One app. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Did you know there were over 1 million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Did someone say brunch? Leave the egg hunting to the kids. We'll have even more fun hunting for your brilliant brunch, Riesling. Ham, sweet and salty richness pairs perfectly with sweeter wines with bold fruit. How about a juicy Pinot Noir? Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine and More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers! At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.